a 150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 43. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. So The Fifth Seal is a podcast I've been doing longer than any of the podcasts I've done uh, that I put out on the uh, Evangelical Norm YouTube channel. I've been doing this for about 10 years. Started out as Persecuted Church Awareness Month. I decided that November was a good month to do Persecuted Church Awareness. Uh, Counted down the top countries, the top 30 countries on the World Watch list. Did a podcast every single day bringing stories of persecution to raise awareness of our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in Christ and sharing details and prayer points about the top 30 countries on the world watch list and again we counted down from 30 to number one a couple of years ago i decided to expand that out uh, beyond just that month and we count down now the top 50 countries so january through october two times a month the second and fourth wednesdays uh again same thing bringing stories of persecution to raise awareness and sharing the prayer points and details about each country on the world watch list. It is a countdown. That's why the episode numbers go backwards last week or two weeks ago was episode 44. Today we're on episode 43. Next time will be episode 42 and so on until November. And then again, persecuted church awareness month. We count down the entire month and an episode every day the top 30 countries on the world watch list. So that's a little background on the podcast, why we're doing it, what we're doing it for, coming together to raise our voices, to pray together for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted and uh, who are persecuted because of their faith in Christ. So all that being said, it is Wednesday, April 28th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This is from persecution. Uh, this is from persecution.org. Pastor and wife in eastern India attacked and beaten with sticks. According to Christian Solidarity Worldwide, a pastor, his wife, and a congregant in eastern India were attacked and severely beaten by radical Hindu nationalists. The attack took place on April 22nd in Sitamari, located in Bihar state. Pastor Ram Niwas and his wife, Pinky, were praying with a church member in their home when Pastor Niwas' four brothers and another villager broke into the home with a hammer, According to CSW, the five men are all supporters of the Vishwa Hindu Parishad, a Hindu nationalist group. The radicals attacked Pastor Niwas, Pinky, and the church member. The radicals beat the Christians with sticks, according to CSW's report. After the attacks, the, the three Christians were taken to Musafapur Hospital for medical treatment. Pastor Niwa's shoulder was fractured, Pinky sustained a severe head injury, and the church member also suffered severe injuries. According to CSW, Pastor Niwas has been targeted by radical Hindu nationalists for some time. The radicals have accused Pastor Niwas of converting Hindus to Christianity by fraudulent means. Across India, attacks on Christians and their places of worship continue to rise in both number and severity. 
In many cases, radical Hindu nationalists use false accusations of fraudulent religious conversions as a justification for violence. Recently, more states in India have expressed interest in passing anti-conversion laws, giving more legal cover to radicals seeking to persecute Christians. So, again, what we're talking about here, India has laws where you're not allowed to proselytize. And usually, if anybody converts to Islam, they will claim that you use fraudulent means, you bribed them, you uh, converted to Christianity from Hinduism. Uh, I think I said Islam. But they will claim that you use fraudulent means. And then that it gives them an excuse like this to violently attack those Christians, evangelists, pastors, and so on, or to uh, prosecute them legally in court. So, again, the Christians are not only running into persecution from... Rad- and I, I can't call them radical. They, stories like this always call them radical Hindus. They're truly fundamentalists. Fundamentalist Hindus, fundamentalist Islam are those that, that take the tenets of their, their faith literally and go out and attack those who believe differently. And so these laws, not only do they give the, the fundamentalists uh, excuse and legal cover to, to perform these attacks, but they're also persecuted by the government by sending them into the courts and possibly being incarcerated for uh, sharing the gospel and, and allowing those who want to or are drawn, we, we, we say want to, but we know that they're drawn by God to convert from Hinduism, Islam, whatever, to Christianity. So continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in India. Pray for Pastor, Pastor Niwas, his wife, and uh, this church member who were beaten and persecuted in their church. And that brings us to our World Watch List country for today, which is uh, country number 43, Bhutan. So a few uh, facts about Bhutan. The persecution score, the Open Doors USA score, is 64. The region is Asia. The persecution type is religious nationalism. The religion is Buddhism, the main religion. The persecution level is very high. The population is about 835,000, of which about 30,000 are Christians. So roughly 5 4% almost in that area. Government is a constitutional monarchy, and the leader is King Jigme Kisar Namgyel Wangchuk. I totally butchered that name, but okay. So, what does persecution look like in Bhutan? In Bhutan, the government assumes that all citizens are Buddhists. Anyone who converts to Christianity is watched with suspicion, and efforts are usually made to bring them back to their former religion. Religious leaders and local community and family often cooperate in this. In addition to converts from Buddhism, many Christians in Bhutan come from the Nepali minority. No Christian church in Bhutan has official government recognition. All Christians who worship together are technically worshiping illegally. Local authorities often refuse to issue Christians a non-objection certificate, which is needed for loan applications, registering property, applying for jobs, and renewing their ID cards. 
Particularly in rural areas, Buddhist monks oppose the presence of Christians. In general, local officials overlook this opposition. Buddhism is ingrained in daily life in Bhutan, and anyone who leaves Buddhism to follow Jesus is viewed with suspicion by neighbors, friends, and even immediate family. Conversion brings shame upon the family. So often, family members go to great lengths to bring the convert back to his or her original faith. If everything fails, converts, family, and converts' families will disown them, because life in Bhutan is still very communal, and the proximity and protection of the family are important. Being disowned is a significant form of persecution against converts from Buddhism to Christianity. Government officials will do whatever is necessary to preserve the country's Buddhist heritage. Many officials are heavily influenced by Buddhist monks, and there is a long-standing practice of monks working in and for the government. So what has changed in Bhutan? Bhutan rose two spots on the World Watch list this year, primarily because of a rise in pressure and almost in almost every sphere of life for Christians. Fortunately, physical violence against followers of Jesus continues to be non-existent, but Christians, particularly those from Buddhist backgrounds, risk oppression, discrimination, and intense pressure from their families, communities, and government. Who is most vulnerable to persecution? Converts from Buddhism are far and away most at risk. Because Buddhism is so ingrained in Bhutan's culture and society, anyone who leaves Buddhism for Jesus is seen as betraying their family, their community, and their country. This means intense pressure for anyone who chooses faith in God. Uh, prayer points for Bhutan. The Bhutanese church is divided. Denominationalism is one factor that prevents unity in the church. To bring believers together in unity and encourage oneness in Christ, Open Doors organizes leaders' gatherings where church leaders can come together and worship, fellowship, and have discussion. Continue to pray for unity and peace and understanding among the churches in Bhutan. The younger generations of Bhutan are keeping up with modern trends and languages. Many like to speak English. The preaching in the temples and public gatherings, which are usually spoken in the Dzongka language, are now supplemented with English preaching to reach younger audiences in urban areas. Religious leaders have made efforts to visit schools to take religious talk to students, but they have taken great measures to help Buddhists promote Buddhism and deepen the Buddhist faith in Bhutan among young people. Pray for the Christians in Bhutan to remain true and strong in their faith in the face of Buddhism's strong influence in the country. And please pray for churches in, South Central, in Central South Bhutan most are constantly monitored by authorities, hindering or even preventing worship and fellowship gatherings. Ask God to give believers wisdom to know how to respond to the situation and that he would soften the hearts of the authorities and allow Christians to worship free, freely. Excuse me. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for uh, this time we have to come together to pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we praise you that we have these uh, social media platforms for the time uh, that we can come together across great distances, Lord, and even ultimately across the span of time as many people will watch these videos later, later and still continue to join their voices uh, with ours uh, as we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. And again, we thank you. We pray that you would protect our ability uh, to continue to make videos and bring awareness to persecution around the world through these uh, social media platforms, Lord. We lift up our brother and uh, sister and this church member in India, Lord, uh, Pastor Nawis and his wife Pinky and this uh, church member. 
We pray that you would bring healing to their bodies, Lord, um, after these brutal attacks, that you would uh, continue to walk alongside them and strengthen their faith in you, Lord, that this would not be a deterrent, but that this would these attacks would, would serve to strengthen their faith in you and their resolve to, to worship you, Lord, and that you would even use their witness to draw their attackers and those around them in the villages around them to faith in Christ, that you would use this witness of their willingness to stand firm in their faith in the midst of persecution. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Bhutan. We pray for unity among the churches, that the, the denominations would not fight, but that they would uh, Christians would recognize true orthodoxy in their churches and that those orthodox churches would be united uh, together and, and continue to fellowship and pray together and praise uh, you together, Lord. And we do praise you that, that they're not physically being attacked in Bhutan, but we do pray for those who are ostracized from their family and, and shunned from the community. Lord, we pray for the Christians to remain true and strong in their faith. We pray for uh, orthodoxy to be um, and, and sound doctrine, Lord. We pray for sound doctrine to be prevalent in this, this country um, and that you would raise up leaders who are willing to stand firm in that and not willing to compromise or water down the gospel um, just in the interest of, of reaching younger people and creating false converts, Lord. And we pray for those who are in central South Bhutan, these churches that are being monitored and, uh, and prohibited from their faith and their uh, their exercise of worship, Lord, by the government. We pray, Father, that you would uh, bring freedom of religion to this country, that they would have the ability to worship freely, um, not need uh, extra or special um, documentation to gain loans, to buy buildings, to, uh, to build buildings, and to, to come together to worship, Lord. We pray that, that you would open up... Uh, and, and remove obstacles from freedom of religion for Christians in the nation of Bhutan. And again, Lord, we thank you so much for our ability to come here. I praise you for my brothers and sisters who are joining together with me today, tomorrow, whatever time they come and watch these videos to join their voices with ours, to pray for our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted simply because of their faith in you, Lord. And again, it is for your glory and in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for uh, for coming and, and being part of this, for watching, uh, for praying with us. If you know anybody who would be willing to join us uh, as we pray for our brothers and sisters, share the Fifth Seal uh, Facebook group or the Fifth Seal Gab group, or you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, share that with your friends. Uh, you can pick up all the content that is released on the YouTube channel beyond just this podcast of the Fifth Seal Um and as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words because they're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.